0: I was actually able to pay off my student loan debt using investing. And what I did is I broke it down into small bite-sized goals. If I could just reach a certain amount of money a day, then I could have that money add up and then pay off my loan in no time at all. And I ended up paying it off in less than 30 days, which was super awesome.
1: Hey, hey, welcome or welcome back to the Freedom Slay podcast. This episode I know is going to be a favorite of yours because everybody loves to talk about money or hear about money or learn about how to make more money. And that's exactly what we're chatting about today today we have the ceo of travel and trade terry and she is teaching you how to invest in order to make some serious gains and not just any gains how to invest so that you can pay off your debt with your investment in stocks pretty exciting stuff so i really think you're gonna love this episode And she's just really great. She has almost 4,000 students in her course. And this is just in the last two years who've had amazing results. And she shares some of that in the podcast. But she gives some really practical tips to help you to pay off your debt and just make money, pay off all the things. Like she has people paying off their car loans, paying off their student loan debt. She bought her house cash okay with what she's talking about in this episode so I'm gonna just let her take it away let's dive in hey hey Terry how are you welcome to the podcast I'm good I'm good thank you for having me can you give us a little background into who you are and how you
0: got started doing what you do Sure. So my name is Terry Gioma, and I was in education field for about 10 years. My last job was assistant principal of an elementary school, if you can believe it. But I actually was able to quit that job and start trading and traveling full time. And it was the best time of my life. Still is. Still is. I love to travel, love to just see the world, and I'm able to afford it by trading stocks. And now I also teach other people how to do that, too, in a
1: course called Trade and Travel. Oh, that's a clever name. You know, some people try to be so fancy with it and it's like, you're not telling me what it's about. That course name tells you what it's about, trade (laughs) and travel. And how did that transition happen then from elementary school teacher to trading full time? So when I was in
0: high school, I actually got a chance to visit the Chicago Stock Exchange. And I got to see them trading stocks and learned about the world of investing. But I came home and I still didn't know how to do it. And what was crazy is that year, Google had its IPO for $83. And I was like, oh my God. I told my grandmother at the time, like, granny, we got to get this stock. It's $83. Everybody's going to want to Google. And this is like way before people were like Googling a lot. (laughs) And she was like, okay, baby. Well, first of all, we don't have money for that. And then she also told me like, well, we don't know how to do that. We don't know how to even get a share. And I look back now and I'm like, man, if I had been able to get sh- shares of Google at $83. Listen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Megan, my whole life would have been different. Like now they're over $1,500. Like I think they actually just hit a record. It was like $1,700 recently. So it was like, oh my gosh. But we didn't know what to do. So I ended up going to college, I went to MIT, and I studied business and finance. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to figure this out. And I actually got a chance to intern on Wall Street at Morgan Stanley. So that was my second little entry into stocks and trying to figure it out. And I figured out that I do like investing, but I don't like their hours. So I said, nope, can't do this internship, can't do this full time. I'm gonna go be a consultant, which at the time, the whole travel theme. I knew that consultants got to travel for work. I knew that they got to do cases and move about. So I still had that love of travel, but I did finance on the side. So long story short, ended up having a client that was Teach for America and went down this whole path of education, equality, and making sure that everybody was able to have a fair shot. But I would trade stocks on the side. And lo and behold, when I became assistant principal, it was just too much. I got burnt out. I was stressed out. I had petty bosses and I needed an exit strategy. And that's when I said, Well, hey, I know about this stock thing. Let me see if I can do it full time.
1: I'm sure so many people could resonate, especially when you said you had petty bosses. They're probably like, Oh man, that's where I am right now. Girl. <laughs> that, girl. <listen. laughs> and I thought I read somewhere something happened with a friend. And that's when you're like, I have to make the leap. Yes,
0: Yes, you're right. So my friend John passed away and this was at the same time that I was at the school. I remember that day, like I remember driving up to the school and every day I wanted to quit. Literally every day going up to the school was a challenge. Like my bosses were the type that I did a whole project and they would be like, well, we still think you did a bad job. And I'd be like, why? Because one thumbtack was a different color than the other thumbtacks really? Like of all the things, I'm in control of budget. I'm in control of the kids getting food and eating. And you're going to tell me the thumbtack wasn't the right color? Like really? <laughs> but anyway, I was going to the school trying to get my mind right. And at the same time, my phone is like blowing up and I'm seeing that my friends are texting. And this is early in the morning. Lo and behold, one of our friends had passed away and it was a like a freak accident. He had strep throat and they gave him the wrong medicine that he was allergic to. His uh, lungs ended up collapsing. And yes, yes. And so that was my big thing. I'm like, you're not supposed to die from strep throat. That just is not supposed to happen. So I'm having this like crisis in my head about like, life is too short. I can't believe this is happening. Like, Trying to grieve, but at the same time, having to walk into this building where I'm feeling unwanted, unappreciated, underpaid, like just all these things at the same time. And that was my turning point. That's when I said, life is too short. It cannot be like this. And I needed an exit strategy. And that's when I really started diving deep into stocks. I said, you know what? I'm going to start studying this every day, I'm going to trade every day. I took some courses. My courses were like $25,000 per class. And I didn't have that kind of money. So I actually put it on a credit card, but I was determined. I've got to do something different in my life and I've got to get freedom. And I remember writing in my journal, I was like, Lord, if I could do anything, what would it be? And it was, I would trade stocks and travel the world. And that's really
1: where trade and travel came from because that's what I told the Lord I wanted. Mm -hmm. Makes so much Mm -hmm. sense. And all of those moments coming together, even you doing the, I mean, back then, I'm sure you knew you were interested from just seeing the stock. Google Go um, Live, the IPO, but you went to MIT for business and finance. Like to me, and as soon as I hear MIT, I'm like genius. Like I don't even have to hear what you (laughs) studied there. I don't need to hear anything else. All I see is MIT and genius. So a mix of that with your circumstances that happened, your boss being petty, because I always say, you know, the things that are frustrating us are really redirecting us to where we need to go. So we need to be thankful for those too, you know? So yeah, all of those moments just got you here. So I'm so excited about that. And, you know, other than your friend, like that's crazy. I've never heard of anyone passing from strep throat and never known anyone who knew anyone who got the wrong medicine. So that really is like a freak accident that doesn't happen very often. So that must have really shook you to the core and had you do this redirection. It did.
0: And My friend was the type of friend where like I just knew that like our kids were going to play together when we got older. Like he was the nicest guy. Like it just didn't seem like that would happen to him. And Mm -hmm. when it did, it was like, you know what? No one is exempt. You only get one life. You only get to live once, live it to the best, to the fullest
1: yeah. And it was a reality check for sure. Like shaking you to your core. That makes so much sense. And I know you teach your students how to pick companies, how to protect their portfolio, how to price trade and how to create consistent income. All things that people are like, yes, i me up. app. Teach me how to do. But mm-hmm. let's start from the beginning for someone who's new to investing that may even be intimidated by the word. Maybe they heard you say IPO and they're like, oh my goodness, what does that mean, right? Initial public offer for those of you who may have been unaware. But what is it investment that is? What is investing and why is it so lucrative? Yes,
0: so I think of the stock market like any other market. And I think people forget that the word market is in the stock market, like it's in the title, it's in the description. I'm a Nigerian, and when I go to Nigeria and just anywhere in the world, Thailand, anywhere, when you go to a market, there's just a negotiation between buyers and sellers. Like you never pay full price. Like you're in Bermuda, do you ever pay full price when you go to the market?
1: Our markets, oh girl, yes. Everything here is <laughs> nothing really? is negotiable. Oh yeah, oh, nothing no. negotiable here. It's super expensive. But I get your point. I'm listening, and the analogy <laughs> makes a whole lot of sense everywhere in the world but Bermuda.
0: (laughs) Oh man, that's so sad. (laughs) Well, let's go back then to Nigeria and Thailand. We'll we'll think back to our traveling days. When I'm in Nigeria and like, say I go and buy cloth, there's a negotiation. Like I want to pay less and then they want to sell it to me for more. And then we just go back and forth until we agree upon a price. Well, that's actually what's happening in the stock market too. The buyers want to buy the stocks really low and the sellers want to sell the stocks high, but there's actually a negotiation until they agree upon a price. And that's what you see on the ticker symbols when the stocks are showing their stock price. That's the agreed upon price between buyers and sellers. So it's not a thing of like, oh, I got to learn how to do math or I got to learn how to, you know, read algebra. No, it's not. It's just about knowing buyers and sellers. Are you able to see something in a store and wait for it to go on clearance? and that's when you buy it. That's what we're doing with stocks. We see a really good company, but we wait for it to go on sale, and that's when we buy it. And it's a negotiation. Whenever I'm putting in what price I want to buy Apple, I don't put the price that they show on the ticker symbol. No, I put in the price that I want to buy it for, and I wait for price to come to me. So it's really about just
1: business savvy, buyers and sellers. Mm -hmm. I love how you explained that. You made it seem so simple. I know one thing for me specifically when I started trading that really made me not nervous, but uncomfortable was having to learn how to read financial statements, like getting into the core and all of that. Like, that's what made me be like, oh my goodness, I want to bang my head. Do you Mm -hmm. do all of that? Or are you looking specifically at, because I know it's two different, the names escaping me right now, but it's two Mm -hmm. different like what is yeah. it called? Like two different ways. I'm a ways. technical analysis right. trader. Right. Yep. Technical. And yep. what's the other one called? Technical. The other one is fundamental. Fundamental. Fundamentals. the analysis, reading the um, yep. papers, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So
0: the difference is for those that are listening, the fundamental analysis, they usually are more longer term investors and they're looking at just the overall health of a company. What are the future projections for that company? What's the P and E ratio, which is like the price to earnings ratio, so they're doing a lot of research. They're looking at the earnings reports, and all of that is really great because they know like what companies are doing well, and they're able to anticipate where this company is going. I, on the other hand, I'm a technical analysis trader because I'm more of a short term investor. I don't need to know where the company's going a year from now. I just need to know will it make me some money today, or maybe in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> so a technical analysis trader, I'm looking at a chart and the chart is able to tell me where the banks like big banks, like Morgan Stanley and JP Morgan Chase and Goldman Sachs, where are they buying a lot of shares? Like what price are they buying the stock at? And then I'm able to look at that chart and also see what price are they selling the stock? And then when I know where the banks are buying and selling, I can follow, they say like follow the big money. I can get in
1: at the lower price and sell at the higher price and make income. I love that. Makes so much sense. I don't know why the names completely escaped me. So the fundamental analysis, you're looking at your Warren Buffett's that are going through their financial analysis and statements and all the things. And then the technical, we tend to look at the charts. And even at some point, some look like at the, now, When I first started, so this, I'm terrible. I started doing penny stocks. So Mm. I was looking at those. (laughs) I know, right? I was looking at the charts and like different, the way they were shaped at the top means different things and like, you know, cyclical, all those things. But this was many years ago. So I get what you're talking about from the um, technical side as well. So yeah, that makes sense. I know you love to talk about how people can pay off their debt with stocks. And I know so many people would love to know that. So can you share more about- this just because someone who's in debt may be thinking that they don't have the money necessarily to risk in the stock market, you know?
0: Yes. Let me not just jump over the whole penny stock thing. Um, the, (laughs) The reason why I made a little sound when I heard penny stocks is because Honestly, if you're going to be a really good trader and make consistent income from stocks, you want to pick healthy companies. These are the stocks that most of the fundamental traders, they would keep in their portfolio for the long haul. But we're just trading in and out of that position to make income for our bills and debt, which now we'll
1: talk about with the debt. Mm -hmm. But they weren't too bad. So it was like American Airlines when their stock crashed, right? So mm, So I remember when it went down to like, I think it was $8 or something and I sold it at 12. And then it went up to 20 something. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I was day trading basically. Or we got it. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, good. Good. Then you're on the right track. (laughs) That sounds like even that happened with the crash too. American Airlines went down really big after, not the crash, after coronavirus in March. American Airlines went down really big. And then it had like, as the stocks were coming up, there was a little peak and it ran back up to $20. And everybody was like, yay. But yeah, if you pick those healthy companies that you know will be around for a long time, many times they're more expensive. And when I say expensive, more than $10. A penny stock is usually one under $10. But those are the ones that I usually tell people to invest in. But back to debt. So, yeah, so I had $17,000 of student loan debt for my master's degree. I was actually able to pay off my student loan debt using investing. And what I did is I broke it down into small bite-sized goals. If I could just reach a certain amount of money a day, then I could have that money add up and then pay off my loan in no time at all. And I ended up paying it off in less than 30 days, which was super awesome.
1: Less than 30 days. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Yes. Yes. That's why I
0: think my approach to investing is different from other people's. I think a lot of people think of investing for the long haul or they think of investing for retirement and they're thinking, well, I need enough in my account to have like a million dollars. But me, I'm like, I just need to be able to make $200 a day or $300 a day. And those bite-sized pieces will actually start adding up to really nice income for me to live my life. At $200 a day, that's actually $1,000 a week, $4,000 a month. And that's the same as my assistant principal salary. Mm, That
1: makes a whole lot of sense. So short-term trades, bite-sized chunks. I love that. And is it self-directed brokerage then? So you don't have like someone managing a portfolio for you. You're going in and buying and selling and, you know, yourself, right?
0: Yes. I use a brokerage called TradeStation and they are so phenomenal. They give like so many discounts and just extra service to my students. But yep, we use TradeStation and I'm going in and buying and selling stocks and making that income to pay for bills. I I paid for my house in cash recently. Just all these just beautiful things in life from trading stocks.
1: Buying your house in cash. Talk about goals. Oh, man. (laughs) Geez, I've never heard of TradeStation. So that's interesting. Is that just US-based? I mean, the majority of our listeners are in the US, but we have people all over the world. So I'm just curious. They
0: are all over the world. The only place that um, has been having trouble is Canada. Canada, they don't work in Canada. So we have a different broker for Canada. But like my students in Germany, in the UK, all of them are able to use TradeStation as well. And the thing I like about them is they allow us to use margin, which means they give us extra buying power. So whatever our cash amount is, they let us trade with four times our cash amount for day trading. So my students are able to make some bigger gains even with smaller amounts in their account.
1: Hmm, interesting. So, you know, I'm going to your website and looking at this course afterwards because I'm like, this is all so interesting to me.
0: <laughs> it's really awesome. It's really, really awesome. And it's one of those things where you get your control back. Like if you have a retirement account where your money is sitting in there, if the stock market drops, you just don't have any control because you have to call a broker and you just don't have control over that. But when you have a small amount of money that you can actually control yourself and you're able to make that 1% a day, which actually ends up adding up to like 20% a month, even just by making 1% a day, or you're able to make that $100 a day, that pays for daycare, frees up quality time,
1: you know, just all those things you get your control back. And that's the key. Mm -hmm. And I know there are so many people thinking like, okay, well, how much does it take for the average person to even get into trading stocks then? Because, you know, you're mentioning a hundred dollars a day wins, like how much do they have to put in? And I know it varies depending on what they're buying and stuff like that. But for your students, what seems to be like the average daily spend?
0: Yep. I tell them to start with $500 just to open the account and then to start trading in a simulator. So to get started, you really just need $500 because I truly believe as you're learning, you should practice with fake money and become a better trader and then go back to your real money. And then when you start trading with real money, I think about $2,000 is a good amount. And our goal in trade and travel is to help you learn how to make 1% of your cash amount a day. And this is an average. So if you're not trading every day, that's fine. But with $2,000, your goal is $20 a day. But that starts adding up. That's $100 a week, extra $400 a month. Like you can pay a car bill with that. You know, like Really, we're thinking about like how do you make these bite-sized goals? And then as you start increasing, when you have $10,000 in your account, now your goal is to make $100 a day. And as you become a better and better trader, you actually start making bigger returns than just the 1%. But that's kind of how we start um, going about giving like good expectations of what you need to start with.
1: Terry, I told you I was into penny stocks, but I have moved to more like long-term investments. Listen to you now. I'm like, yeah, I'm back in. (laughs) I need this now. I'm loving it. So definitely, we're going to chat after this because I'm all for it. (laughs) Good stuff. I'm here for you. And what about your students that because now I'm curious, right? The students like what wins have they had like their personal story? Yes. So we actually have this
0: movement called the Million Dollar a Day movement. And we're helping a thousand students make a thousand dollars in a day, because if we have, you know, a thousand students making a thousand dollars, that's a million dollars a day that they're generating story for, for their community or school. Yes. And they're doing it. So like we have over 650 that have actually sent us screenshots and pictures of like their thousand dollar a day wins. And then our VIP students are now working on ten thousand dollars in a day. So they have realized profit of ten thousand dollars a day in their accounts from their trading. So it is crazy. And like the cool thing about it is I love that it's helping their lives. So like one of our students, she actually has been going through radiation, but she sent us a picture that said like, hey, Terry, I made it into a thousand dollars a day club. Like, I just want to let you know that just learning this new skill set has kept me motivated during my radiation treatments. And we are like, What?
1: And then we have so so much bigger than just the course. And the course is amazing in and of itself, but it's providing people that freedom, you know, and that knowledge so that they can create this life with new skills for themselves. That's amazing.
0: Yes. And it's a skill set that you can have for the rest of your life. Like, that's what I love, too. It's not one of those things where like you learn it and, you know, I just paid some money and I learned this skill and nothing happens. It's like, no, first of all, once you learn how to trade, you pay yourself back for the course. And then after that, you have this like lifelong skill. So I have students that are paying for their kids daycare with it. And like, that's really cool. Because one of my parents, he has a son and he really wanted his son to be in a private school and the private school costs a thousand dollars a month. And he was like, you know, that's going to be a real stretch for our family. But now he's trading to earn a thousand dollars a month. Like now we're funding kids education. You know, like it's just it's Mm -hmm. so much bigger. It's so much bigger. Students That's reminding that, me
1: of Beyonce's song, We're Part of Something Way Bigger Now. Distractions. Yes. See that?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's, what is um, Jay-Z's line? Not in that same song, but there's like one line where he's like, if we're not like making other people better, we're not doing it right or something. I don't know how that line goes. But yeah, it's about helping other people get better
1: hmm. I love it all. And I really do appreciate that. You said you get them to practice with a simulator first. Right. So for those mm-hmm. of you listening, that means that, like Terry mentioned, they're trading fake money, but they're still seeing the real stock exchange, the real prices, the real all the things. But I'm sure you've had some students that got some real big fake wins and they're probably like, listen, I need to move to real money, huh?
0: Yes, you know what's really cool. I had one student. She had made a two thousand dollar trade in her fake account, and then recently she sent me this picture, and she's like, Terry, guess what?" And I'm like, "What?" You know, I get excited too when they're excited. (laughs) I'm like, "What happened?" And she's like, "I made ten thousand dollars." And I'm like, "What?" And I'm like, "In your real? I mean, in your sim account or your real account?" She's like, "In my real account."
1: That is awesome. Yeah.
0: Yes. So now that she's like gotten really great, now she's actually doing it with her real money and she's making these huge gains. So it's been really cool to just see how their lives have changed. I had one student, she paid off her car note and that was her big thing. She didn't want a car note. So she wanted to pay off her car. She paid off her car. Another one had paid off her student loans like me, but her student loans were high. She had like $100,000 worth of student loans and she's been paying
1: it off. I'm like, wow. So it's really cool. That is, that's so dope. I absolutely am loving everything I'm hearing right now. And a lot of legendary investors, like I talked about earlier with the Warren Buffets, they advocate for that long term buy and hold strategy. But you've already mentioned that you like teaching a more active short term trading strategy. And why do you think people should consider this way of trading? I
0: call it because I was crying in the bathroom. It's my crying in the bathroom moment. Like when I was at the school, every day me or the other assistant principal found ourselves crying in the bathroom and we needed an exit strategy. We needed options. And for the longest term, I felt like, well, there's nothing else that I can do. Everybody has to have a job. Everybody has to go in and out of the office. And that just is the way it is. But when I started learning how to trade, I realized that actually I do have options. I don't have to be here. There was one day I had made $3,000 at my desk at work and my principal walked in and I'm looking at him like, I could leave today.
1: Say isn't, that the crazy, best, isn't, isn't that the best <laughs> feeling though? When someone's saying something to you and I've had that experience at work where I'm like, you have no idea. I've made your entire salary in this week. Like stop. Yes. Like, but you don't say it, but you're just thinking it like, I don't have to be here. So I get it. So you're saying that, you know, this gives you that freedom of choice to be able to move faster and get to that place you desire faster than.
0: Yes. And you know, there's some people that want to stay at their job. They enjoy their work. Like I have one student, he's a firefighter for New Orleans. He loves his job, but he used to have to do a lot of overtime. Now that he's trading, he doesn't have to do the overtime so he can go home. So it just gives you that that freedom to choose like you said it's the ability to have a choice on
1: what your life looks like versus feeling like you are stuck and you have to do this mhm and your students when they're sharing their wins and things like that is that in like a private facebook group or do you have like a community elsewhere
0: yes we have a facebook group we do coaching calls as well for the students and then the course is all online so it's self paced they can watch the curriculum i've done videos for all of it which is really cool like we've gotten like really good videographers like it's a pretty cool course if i have to say so myself but then on top of that we give that accountability with the coaching calls and then the community and now we've have over 3500 students and it's growing every day so closer to 4000 students now who've been through my course and who i've taught so when you have a community that big all looking at stocks the same way like you're making money just by looking at the facebook group like they're shouting out, hey, did you check out so and so? Look at the chart on this one. Look at this. So I, I make money too. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I didn't see that.
1: <laughs> that so, is amazing. I love it. And they're bringing each other all on. Like they're like, come on, I'm got you. I'm watching your back. Watch mine. Let's all get this money together. I yes. absolutely love it. And so what's su- oh, go, sorry, ahead. go ahead. So oh,
0: you I was we have such a supportive community too. That's one thing I'm proud of with just the whole process. I've, I've actually only been teaching the class for 2 years, which is crazy how fast it's grown. But the community is so supportive. Like anybody that needs help, they're there. The older students are helping the young, the newer students. And when I say older, this is like they've been in the course longer. But like my students are all ages. I have some 18 year olds taking the class to 78 year olds taking the class. So it's like really cool to
1: see all the people in there. Oh wow. <laughs> That's a huge difference. Man, I'm telling you, I can't wait to look at this after we talk. So, you have almost 4,000 students in this course in 2 years. So, I know we're talking about investments, but as a business owner, I have to ask you something else. So, for the marketing, what the heck did you do to get to you know so many people in 2 years into the course? Like, were you doing webinars? Was it like a evergreen? Is it evergreen where people can join all the time or is it like a launch strategy? what were you doing? I am now curious. So yes, I've done a
0: lot of webinars. I love partnerships and affiliates. So I went to a thing called FinCon. I'm actually speaking at their latest conference and just met a lot of friends in the financial space. And we've just all helped each other, whether I've been on different podcasts or I've been a speaker for their events or gone on webinars and done things like that. But you know, the biggest thing that has grown my course is word of mouth from the students. They start making money and then they tell everybody that they know. So I have some people, their whole family's in the course. Like one of them started it, then their mom starts seeing them make money. So now the mom is in there and then the sister comes. (laughs) So I think it's really the students are seeing really good results and they're
1: sharing it with all their friends and family. Mm -hmm. And that's the best way to spread the word. So that's amazing. So what's the first thing someone should do when they're searching for companies to invest in then?
0: I think the first thing you should do is make sure you've downloaded the CNBC app. One thing I realized is that a lot of people now are cord cutters. So they only have Netflix and, you know, Prime video, and they don't have the live feed of what's happening in finance. And so I really want everybody to download the CNBC app to your cell phone so that at least you'll start seeing updates when something important happens. And on that app, they can also build a watch list of companies they're interested in. And what will happen is if something happens with that company, it'll notify them on their phone. I think that's a crucial step. Honestly, I'd love people to be able to watch live with CNBC because, you know, there used to be some times where there'd be like a tweet that would come out and the market would fall or something crazy would happen. So I want people to just be in the know. So that's step one. Mm -hmm. And then step two is you got to open up a brokerage account. Like the worst thing is for you to see an opportunity and not be ready to take advantage of it. So in investing terms, what that would mean is you got to have your brokerage account open and put some money in there so that if a stock that you like does fall really big, you're able to actually buy some. I mean, I told you before, I saw Google at $83, but I didn't know what to do. Like, I didn't know where to start. I didn't have a brokerage account open, so we didn't get to take advantage of it. So now like everybody can at least start with get an account open. TradeStation, of course, I love them, but there's tons of online brokers. Just pick one so that you're ready. And then, of course, I would say take a course too. But those are the first two no, steps. No,
1: that's <laughs> that's really smart advice. And as I heard you talk about the, you know, someone can tweet and a stock crashes. The first person I thought of was Elon Musk because he mm-hmm. does it all the time. Because he just says some off the wall things sometimes where yes. the stock will go down. And then, of course, your president. Mm-hmm. was the other person I thought of, right? I thought of that too. He talks was, reckless, he talks reckless, that one.
0: Yes, <laughs> I thought of that too. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even gonna give him the
1: satisfaction of saying his name on here. I'm <laughs> <What> just- <laughs> I, uh, that 45 guy.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. It's really crazy how like tweets have started moving the market. I've been trading now for 10 years and I wouldn't have imagined 10 years ago when, you know, we had a full on, market crash because housing market fell apart. And that was a big deal. I would have never imagined that the same type of stuff could happen because someone does a tweet. But hey, Mm -hmm. the world we live in, and I don't want people to feel afraid of that because there is ways to protect your risk in investing. Like I teach my students over six ways to, you know, protect their risk. So it's not as big a gamble as you think, but it's just about knowing how to do
1: it well. Oh, we're getting into that really soon because I have questions <laughs> as soon as I heard that. One thing I did have, though, again, all my brain just moves when I hear you talking. You had mentioned the first thing someone wants to do is get that CNBC app, makes perfect sense, then make sure they have a brokerage account. The first account I thought of, because that's what you see all the commercials on, was Ameritrade, right? I don't know mm-hmm. if that's trash, but there's that. But how long does it take to open? Because I know that the financial regulations these days with FATCA and so many things just make it seem like a never-ending process to open an account, provide all these documents. How do you find it with TradeStation?
0: Yes, it does take about two weeks to open your account. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, sometimes it can go a little faster, but I tell people two weeks is a good expectation because you will have to fill out all the paperwork. Some people are like, why do I have to give them my social security number? It's a bank, like a real (laughs) bank. So you do have to put in all of the information, like you're setting up a a bank account. And sometimes, depending on if you're moving money from like another bank or a credit union, it could take a little time too because you actually have to fund the account. So, yeah, two weeks is a good
1: amount of time and then you'll be ready to go. Mhm okay and it said that 9 out of 10 traders are not successful and you just mentioned that you teach your students six ways that they can help mitigate that risk. So how do you beat the odds to help your students do this and help your students do the same? Like, can you share one of those ways or two, if you feel generous?
0: (laughs) Sure. So one way is we do something called stop losses. It's an order type. And I'm going to share this because I feel like everybody in the world needs to know that you can put a stop in your orders. Mm -hmm. So what it is, is a stop is like, I always equate it to like the buoy on a zipline. Like if you're f- f- flying through the trees and you're about to like hit something, usually there's like a buoy that will
1: stop all your momentum. Have you ever have you been ziplining? No, but I know exactly what you're talking about. As soon as you say stop orders, I'm like, yeah, because that saved me when I was um, when I was doing the what is, penny ch- stock. So, yes, completely get it. <laughs> yes. So
0: that stop order is just like that. So if your stock is going against you and it's going down, there is an order type that you can put in that says if the stock comes to this price, take me out the trade. And you can actually do some equations. And I I teach my students how to put some math around it so we're a little bit more knowledgeable around it. But yes, you can have that order in the system and it will take you out and it protects you from losing any more than you want to lose. So if you say, I don't want to lose more than $300, it takes you out. I don't want to lose more than $100, it'll take you out. And that is like one of the best ways to protect your portfolio because you've got to minimize your losses so that you can have bigger gains. That's one big tip. And then another tip I would say, and I think this piece is what makes my students more successful than the average trader, go for smaller goals whenever I have been like, I'm about to make $100,000 today, you know, like whenever I get a big head or I'm about to make a million dollars today, that's the day that I lose it all. Like that's the day that it doesn't go right. But when I'm trying to make $10 a day, that's when I make 50. Or when I'm trying to make $20, that's when I make 100. So those small bite-sized goals and being consistent with that, will actually grow your portfolio like crazy. That's the discipline you have to have when being a trader. That is not about the big home runs every time.
1: It's about being consistent with the little things. Mm hmm. -hmm. That makes a whole lot of sense. And you also teach people how to make money in a down market. Right. And we know it's pretty cyclical. Mm -hmm. So we know that you have your bear market, you have your bull and your bear market. Right. So the market's up, the market's down and it's pretty cyclical. So how do you teach your students how to make money when the market's down as well? What's that secret? So
0: it's something called shorting. There's actually a couple ways to do it. You can do it with stocks and with options. I trade both of those asset classes. But in stocks, it's something called shorting. And it's making money on the way down. It's basically when you sell something high and then you buy it back low and you get to keep the difference. So I always think about it like a cell phone. If I was to sell it to somebody for $1,000 and then go find it on eBay for six hundred well, now I got a cell phone and I got to keep $400 difference.
1: So that's what you're doing when you short sale. That makes sense. Totally get it. And how do people find out more about you then? Because they are listening to you. They want to learn and get this information from your course as well. And they just want to be able to follow your journey and just see what you're teaching on social and all the things. So how can they find out more about you and your program?
0: Well, I have a free webinar about how I teach students to make $1,000 a day at itradeandtravel.com. itradeandtravel.com. I
1: love that URL. That URL is genius.
0: Yes. And you know what's crazy? I also have tradeandtravel.com, but I was like, no, you got to make it personal. (laughs) itradeandtravel.com. But yes, go to itradeandtravel.com and there's a webinar there on my four secrets to how to make $1,000 a day. And it's free. So that's the best place to start. And then if they also want to find me on other mediums, I'm on YouTube at Trade and Travel. I'm on Instagram at Trade and Travel. And um, they also can look me
1: up at I'm an investor on Instagram and they'll find me. Amazing. And there's one last question I love to ask at the end of every single episode. And that is, what does freedom mean to you, Terry? Freedom means not having to
0: answer to a boss. If I can just kind of make my own schedule and figure out what I want to do for the day, and I don't have to wake up and look at my email and figure out what is he going to say today? Or what is she going to say today? That's freedom
1: for me hmm. That was freedom for me, too. I had to get up out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for hopping on the podcast. You're appreciated. Thank you so much for having me. Ooh, what an episode. I mean, so much good information. So many things you can just do right now. You can go ahead and download the CNBC app. You can go ahead and open a brokerage account. You can go check out her free webinar at itradeandtravel.com. And I'm going to put the link below to all the things that she mentioned, including her social media and her website and everything below. I mean, she just gave away so many gems in this episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot and tag us over on Instagram and make sure you leave a review for this podcast. We'll chat next time. Adios. Okay, okay. I see you, Freedom Slayer. You stayed through to the end, which tells me that you likely enjoyed this episode. Listen, if you haven't already, do your sister a favor by heading on over to the iTunes store to leave a review for the podcast. It'll help others like you find a benefit from it. And look, it also helps with the rankings. Hashtag AF. I appreciate you.